are listening to The Thrive Podcast, where every week we dive into a practical, tactical tip to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday girl who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. Hi friends, welcome back to Thrive. If this is your first time tuning in, hi, hello, welcome. I'm Erica and we here at Team Thrive are all about going from a life of simply surviving to thriving. Whatever that means for you, wherever you're at in life, in whichever season you currently find yourself. For me, this season has been interesting to say the least. I feel like it's had such a mix of highs and lows and big feelings and big happenings and just all the things. But maybe it's also because I've been thinking and reflecting on really all of the above a lot more since it is my birthday this week. Yay! I'm turning 29. So obviously the last year in a decade, big things. And I figured it might be fun to round up some of the best of the best lessons and learnings from the past 29 years. Some of these are probably no new news if we're friends on other platforms or if you know me, because I think the best life lessons are hopefully collected and kept and just built upon as we go and as we grow. So yeah, we've got a whole mixed bag ahead from super serious to totally not serious, but still super important kind of things that I think you need to know. So 29 lessons in 29 years. Let's do this. Lesson number one, the best investments in life, your skin, your faith, your coffee, and your relationships. Convince me otherwise. (laughs) I literally just got out of a hydrofacial appointment because happy birthday to me. And let me tell you, I feel amazing. It's not like a feel-good wishy-washy appointment. Like my chick means business, but my skin is truly glowing and feels amazing. And it feels so productive at the end when she shows me the tube of water that is now gray and has things literally floating in it. Like, ew. (laughs) But yay for out with the old and in with the new, right? You only get one face. Your skin is your biggest organ. It is very much worth taking care of. Uh, Same with your faith. You know, obviously worth tending. We've got one life and I believe we're called to live it faithfully and live it well. Your relationships are worth investing in because we are not meant to live this life alone and pouring into others is as much of a gift, if not more so sometimes, than having others pour into you. And then your coffee because nobody has time for bad coffee. Lesson number two, you absolutely have the power and the potential to change your own life. You first have to decide that it's worth it and then you have to decide that you are worth it. Make time for things that matter to you And link arms with God to make it happen. I once heard someone say, um, you can't steer a parked car. And I just about peed my pants from the revelation. To move forward with anything in life, you have to be willing to hit the gas pedal and put it in motion. So stop expecting things to just magically fall down from the sky and happen around you if you're not putting in the work yourself too. Lesson number three, everything has its season. The day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. 
learning to honor your own life seasons will be one of the most peace-bringing lessons you could ever learn. Now, personally, this one has taken me a while, and I would say it is an ongoing work in progress, as is much in life, you know, <laughs> but I, it, man, it is a dang important one that can really put things into a healthy perspective quickly if I find myself really just trying to force something not in its time. Lesson number four, the top five chick flicks of all time are When Harry Met Sally, Pretty Woman, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Legally Blonde, and Miss Congeniality. This is not up for debate. Lesson number five, little things can make a big difference. Like wearing lip liner correctly is worth it to prevent what is apparently known as butthole mouth. Now, do not Google that. <laughs> but um, man, it is it makes a big difference. Or little things like setting a timer for a 10-minute tidy at the end of the day. Ooh. Or, hey, little things like checking in on a girlfriend when you know she's having a hard week, even just to remind her that you remember and you see her in her heart. It matters. Lesson number six, who you were then doesn't define you now. Who you're going to be is still TBD, and who you are today is entirely in your control. Don't let yourself be limited by mistakes or defined by other people. Lesson number seven, there is absolutely no such thing as an overnight success. Everything is an iceberg, and Instagram is a liar. Sometimes the grass is greener because it's fake or photoshopped. Lesson number eight, everything is better when it's got cream cheese or whipped cream on top. The only people who don't get whipped cream on top are sadists. When they say, do you want whipped cream on top? You say yes. Also, you will never regret getting the guac or the queso. Just say yes. Lesson number nine, a culture of canceling destroys an environment of learning. Now, I kid you not, that line came to me in a dream, and I woke up at like 4 a.m. thinking the Holy Spirit just dropped me a blessed one-liner. <laughs> uh, stay tuned for that in a future book or something, but really though, this age of cancel culture has always been so weird to me because it is so opposite how Jesus operates. It leaves no room for grace or growth. So I think it's just not what God has in mind for us. And that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> Lesson number 10, put things back where they belong when you are done with them. Otherwise, future you will want to smack past you for being a lazy bum, and you'll probably be late for Pilates because of it. And in a similar vein, if it takes less than five minutes to do, just do it now. Lesson number 11, eye contact is underrated especially in an age of screens and distractions, give people the courtesy of your full attention. Lesson number 12, always accept help and never be afraid to ask for help. More often than not, people are happy to be of help and they would love to serve and take something off of your plate. There is no pride in burnout. You do not win an award for being the biggest hustler or the most do-it-all mama, but you will earn gray hairs, premature wrinkles, increased risk of heart attacks from the buckets of cortisol coursing through your veins, girl. You'll also probably love your life less. Lesson number 13, always travel with a pair of black leggings, a light sweater, spare underwear, a toothbrush, and a snack. Lesson number 14, 
you can be the world's juiciest peach and there's still going to be someone who doesn't like peaches. Now, don't quote me on that because I did not say that first, but damn, is it not the truest thing you have ever heard? And that is especially relevant for my fellow recovering people pleasers, you know? Like, if you ever find yourself really stressing or worrying because so-and-so from up the street or Sassy Susan from the PTA or whoever doesn't like you very much for whatever reason, you know what? You might be a peach and she just might not like peaches. And that that is okay. I'm not even going to say it's her problem. Because really, if we can get to the point where we don't even see it as a problem and we just see it as a fact of life and it's it's all good, amazing. Lesson number 15, transparency and vulnerability are the keys to authenticity. Anything other than that isn't actually authentic. My friend Jackie Coben broke down the two, being transparency and vulnerability, uh, in episode 135, which is such an incredible episode on goal setting based on your Enneagram type. So we'll put it in the show notes in case you missed it. But she said a lot of people can have an easy time being transparent, but not being vulnerable. It can be easy for some people to say, I need help. That's transparency. But saying why we need help is vulnerability. So if we compare the two together, we get authenticity. Lesson number 16, learn your body and give it what it needs. Stop dieting. Stop doing that workout just because some Instagram girl said it helped her lose five pounds. Learn your body and listen to it. Is it craving fresh fruit? Eat the dang fruit. Will it feel better after a good stretch session? Start bending. Does it need rest? Please, for the love of God, let it rest. And kind of in that same vein of not dieting, uh, if you're going to count calories, please don't. Instead, just make the calories count. Eat the chocolate cupcake. Just make sure it's a damn good cupcake. I once heard my girlfriend, Rachel, say um, that there is fuel food and fun food. You can't live off of fun, and only living off of fuel isn't fun. You need, you need them all. Lesson number 17. Everyone you meet, you meet for a reason. Whether that reason is for momentary perspective, a mood uplift, the start of a lifelong friendship or love, the start of a relationship that will end badly to teach you a lesson or help you grow, to make you pause and prevent something bad from happening, to make you pause and think about something. It's all with its reason. Respect that and embrace it. Lesson number 18, feelings aren't facts. Feeling fat does not mean you're actually fat. Feeling ugly doesn't mean you're actually ugly. Feeling dumb doesn't mean you're actually dumb. Stop assigning temporary feelings a permanent parking spot in your brain. Lesson number 19. Thou shall definitely know thy credit score, pay off thy credit card, and not accrue unnecessary late fees from forgetting to schedule auto pay of a minimum monthly payment. <laughs> Who learned this lesson the hard way? You're listening to her. This is a commandment of aging in a financially responsible way. Let me, guys, just let me learn that lesson the hard way for us all. You're welcome. <laughs> lesson number 20, take more pictures and document your life. One of our favorite collective family memories, or I guess you could say memorabilia, are our yearly Shutterfly photo books. Not mad for Shutterfly, I swear, but Shutterfly, if you're listening, hi, hello, I am your biggest fan and number one customer. Hi. <laughs> but really, 
For as wonderful as it is to live in the moment, our brains won't remember it forever, unfortunately. And sometimes a quick snapshot helps jog a memory that takes us back in time to something wonderful or horrible (laughs) or whatever, something that can be taken with us and that we can grow and evolve from or just enjoy and get a little, a quick serotonin boost from again in the future. So man, it's worth it. Take the pictures. Lesson number 21, get back into reading. Like reading for fun. (laughs) Find a genre that lights you up and go to the library or get a Kindle or hit up a local bookstore and make the time to get into a good book. Notice I said make the time, not find the time because you're totally not going to find it, (laughs) but you can create it. It is so much better than mindlessly scrolling the same newsfeed for the 17th time that hour. If you need book recommendations, oh girl, I have a whole bunch of books on my Amazon storefront, which we can link in the show notes for you, all things that I have personally read and would recommend, and there are loads of fiction and fun reads in there too. I highly recommend the ACOTAR series if you have not read, oh my goodness, ACOTAR, that's A Court of Thorns and Roses, uh, because that is what personally got me back on the wagon of just for fun reading, and did I think that I would totally become obsessed with a fantasy series about like fairies and stuff. No, I thought that was going to be crazy and totally not my cup of tea, but I could not have loved that series more. I think I read, uh, I don't know, 1600 pages in a week. Like it was unreal. So good. (laughs) Lesson 22. We don't live to work. We work to live. It's okay to put down the project or presentation or PowerPoint to catch up with a girlfriend or make a pie. Lesson 23, don't be afraid to kiss him first or ask him for his number or Facebook friend and message him or go out of your way to make it work. Sometimes you marry him, hint, hint. Lesson number 24, a bad moment doesn't mean a bad day and a bad day doesn't mean a bad life. Even when you are having the crappiest of crap days, You can find and create moments of joy or bliss or beauty. Lesson 25, being multi-passionate does not mean you are any less talented, worthy, or qualified in any of your multiple passions. Lesson number 26, take inventory of what brings you peace versus disrupts it and manage your time accordingly. In that same vein, be mindful of what and who fills your cup or drains it. Lesson 27. Replace a need for control with a healthy sense of curiosity. If you can get to a place of looking at your own life, seeing circumstances that feel out of your control, and instead of totally wigging out or white knuckling to try and get a grip on all of it, you can confidently say, you know what? I'm so curious to see how God is going to work this out and what he's got happening here. That is like a continual exercise in surrender, let me tell you, but it really healthily builds our faith. And that's advice straight from my therapist. (laughs) So you're welcome for the three, the free therapy tidbit. Lesson 28, set process-based versus outcome-based goals. This is another one from my therapist. So fun fact, oftentimes we fall into certain traps when goal setting, even the best of us. We don't always take into consideration 
the uncontrollable elements along the way. We just kind of get down on ourselves and feel like failures if or when we don't hit a goal, even if it was entirely because of outside forces or external variables. So let's break it down. What does that look like in real life? Something like lose five pounds. Okay, well, that's an outcome-based goal. Are you in complete control of whether or not you lose five pounds? Not really, because it doesn't take into account things like your own body's metabolism, your workouts or nutritional plan, your hormones, oh, all that jazz. Also, weight-based goals are total bull, but (laughs) a processed-based goal that would, or at least could, have similar end effect might be something like work out three days a week. Are you in complete control of that goal? Yes. Yes, you are. You can absolutely control whether or not you move your body three days a week. The outcome might not be exactly the same as what you were going for or what you originally expected, but it will be a much healthier way to set goals and you're still going to see results. Lesson number 29, side parts are flattering on long faces. Laughing emojis are just how I'm feeling. Wine gets you from Sunday to Saturday. Skinny jeans make your butt look good. And those chunky black Steve Madden sandals that flap obnoxiously when you walk will never come back in style. Take that, Gen Z. (laughs) And that's all I've got. I hope you got a learning or a laugh from these 29 lessons. And something in here resonates for you like it resonates for me. Thank you to all of you for listening and for thriving with me every single week. I appreciate you so, so, so much. I'm rooting for you. Cheers to 29 years. Wait, before you go, make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. Drop five stars on your way out if you like what you just listened to. And come join the party on Instagram at thrive.podcast to stay inspired and thriving all week long. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.